0: Well, Gerard, welcome to uh, CIO Coffee. Thanks very much for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me. Um, do you have a coffee with you, by the way, this morning, or what's your <laughs> drink of choice? Uh,
1: I have a I have a water.
0: Um, I'm very not
1: good. adult enough to be drinking coffee. Um, oh. I don't do tea either, so
0: sorry. Okay. Yeah, keeping it keeping it simple. Uh, fair enough. I've actually just had my coffee this morning. But um, for anyone listening today for the first time, CIO, CIO Coffee is an opportunity for us to hear from leaders across the nonprofit sector um, about their experiences, sharing best practices with other nonprofits, so that we can um, all make progress uh, towards our visions and missions with with digital. And uh, Gerard has kindly um, offered to. Share his time and thoughts with us this morning on uh, 2020 and the effects, and his organisation Guide Dogs UK, and uh, looking ahead to 2021. Also, what's top of mind? Um, so, Gerald, do you want to just share a little bit about yourself, your background, and and when you joined uh, Guide Dogs? Yes, absolutely. Um,
1: I've been at Guide Dogs since. Got to remember now, since August 2019. Um Before that, I worked at uh, Great Ormond Street, a few other companies in the commercial sector, most notably Getty Images. Mm. Um, and I started life as uh, an HTML coder way back when, when the, um, the dot-com boom was starting. And I worked at a company that had sushi days and massage days. And it definitely set up an expectation as a 17-year-old that work was always
0: going to be like that. But sadly, not the case. <laughs> Quite. But you know, HTML is still cool. You know, HTML five. It's all about it. That's right. true. And
1: JavaScript. It. Um, yeah, it was a very long time ago.
0: <laughs> know, fair enough. And um, and what uh, what brought you to uh, Guide Dogs?
1: I think I've been very lucky in my career that I've I've got to work at two fantastic um, not for profit companies. Mm. So, Great Ormond Street to start with, and then and then Guide Dogs, and it's one of those. Companies you can't really say no to. So the the challenge presented about how do we make more of digital, how do we centralise our data, how do we ultimately help people with sight loss live the life they
0: choose was mm. very compelling. Mm. Awesome. Um, and you know, like many nonprofits, we've uh, we've been through a tough year looking back to 2020. And for many organisations, uh, how have how have things been uh, at Guide Dogs this last year?
1: I think interesting is probably the the best way to describe it. I don't think anyone, or well, certainly when I started in August, uh, twenty nineteen, I don't think anyone was expecting the the eighteen months that followed. Um, it has been really interesting. We've seen some we've seen some really good things. So it's shown that we can work from from places other than the office, mm-hmm. and that there are different ways of working. It's shown how much we value actually being in the office as well and having that physical connection to people. Mm. And I think it's also shown that we had a lot of plans that were focused around digital. We have a strategy that by 2023, we want to reach half a million people a year. Mm. And the only way you can do that with the scalability of digital offers is through digital services. Mm. So it's taken those, those plans we already had and it's accelerated them. Mm. For example, the moment lockdown started in March, we, we are a very hands-on organisation. We, we train people to have mobility through either through a guide dog, through a cane. And that's a very hands-on process that suddenly we couldn't we mm-hmm. couldn't actually do. But we still had a responsibility for all the people we were supporting. So overnight we had to roll out Teams, roll out Zoom, and have a way to still interact with, with those people. Um, but rather than physically going to see someone having that, that virtual interaction. So
0: it's mm-hmm. been, it's been a really interesting year. Mm-hmm. and yeah, appreciated. And it was a, it was a big shock for a lot of organizations when the pan- pandemic kicked off and changed, uh, everything for us. Yeah. The way that our staff work within our organizations, as you say, the way that we work with the people that we want to support, um, or indeed, work with supporters and the people that help us deliver our mission. Um, when when that that came about for you as an organisation, did you did you find that you already had uh, the capabilities within the organisation to make the the kinds of changes uh, that you mentioned, or was it a sort of sharp learning exercise overnight?
1: It's probably a bit of both. I think with any change you introduce, it has to involve people. There's technology doesn't exist for technology's sake and we were asking people to go through a lot of change very very quickly Mm. so we had the technical skills and where we didn't we brought that in and Mm. that was okay but it's the how do you make sure it lands properly how do you take people on that journey and rather than it being a journey that probably would have been 12 to 18 months you're doing it in two to three weeks so that that's where it was difficult. It wasn't insurmountable. We have some absolutely wonderful people who work at Guide Dogs, and it's just making sure that they are taken care of, they are listened to. And I think one of the best bits is you, you really saw people wanting to come up with solutions in some, quite frankly, ridiculous circumstances.
0: Mm. Um, and when it when it comes to your relationship with um, other leaders across the organization, especially those that are involved in the delivery of client services, how have you seen that change over the last year as you've needed to collaborate perhaps in in new ways to digitize some aspects of service delivery, for example?
1: I think I'd say I'm very lucky that I work for an organization that already had that collaborative nature. Mm. That, Everyone who comes to work at Guide Dogs is there for one purpose, which is to help people with sight loss live the life they choose. Mm. And yes, we've had to change how we're doing that. And we've had to come up with new and innovative solutions for the fact that, for example, we can't do physical fundraising anymore. So we've had to pivot it more digital towards more products that don't require you to physically go out, don't rely on, for example, uh, there's no London Marathon and that's mm-hmm. events like that really do help with the income. Mm. So everyone knows what the purpose and mission is of Guide Dogs and mm. it's it's made having those conversations really easy because we all know what we're aiming for. And it's mm-hmm. just, a question of, okay, well, how, how do we deliver that now in very
0: different circumstances? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, importance of having such a clear vision and mission for the organization uh, is really proven and also tested. Uh, when we go through crises like these, uh, right? Um, can you tell us more about some of the specific projects then you mentioned a few there that that you've seen have been uh, the most impactful uh, looking back on 2020, but then also maybe some of those that are still top of mind for 2021? So before we, we had the
1: pandemic, we had an, a project or many projects that are concerned around data that much like many not-for-profits our data and our systems have been developed in a very piecemeal fashion Mm -hmm. that someone has identified a need has found a product that meets that and implemented it but with every department doing that it's just it's not been a holistic view of how do we use data properly Mm -hmm. and we absolutely recognize that if we want to be more efficient if we want to increase our income and ultimately help more people then data is a key part of that because at the moment we can't properly mine that data and get insights Mm -hmm. and nor can we provide really great digital services because our data is locked up in a very inaccessible database and in lots of other ones as well so there's Mm -hmm. no there's no overall view so that was always a project that we wanted to do COVID has accelerated that massively because we need those digital services to meet the need of all of those groups, mm. and it's really it's really pushed that forward.
0: Mm. And that's um, something that that we've been hearing a lot from customers as well, and it's so much around the the quality of the data and uniting it from where it may be. Uh, held in in siloed data stores across the organization as it is about um, the process and the kind of people change around you know how do we ensure that that data is also um, in a good state going forward and where it should be and and kept there can you tell us a little bit more about um, the the kind of cultural process change around that data project yes it's
1: touch all the wood I can find around this office. Um, I've yet to find a technical challenge that can't be met. It's it's always about how do you make sure that, ultimately, it's not just a technology project, it's an organizational project. And that involves people. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the ultimate point of everything we make. It's It's to do with people. And what we want to make sure is that we have processes that are efficient. It meets problems that people have and it's why that time during lockdown's been very helpful because it means it's been easier to get hold of certain people and actually sit down to have the conversations and going mm. what are your current problems now what are you looking to solve mm. and then up up to us as technologists to to come up with those solutions mm. and it's been it's been really great because you it's it shifted the whole focus in terms of how do we how do we get this done as quickly as possible Mm. and making sure that people are involved all along the way. It's Mm. been a really interesting time.
0: Yeah, that that is interesting. And that mention of the um, opportunity that you've had to engage with individuals across the organization in a kind of consultative fashion around the needs of the organization and the role that you can play. has, Has that meant that you've seen a change in any way to the role of the CIO within the organisation and how it's perceived or how how you engage either across the senior management team or or in in the board
1: i think it's made it more visible but to to be honest the guide dogs it was already very visible mm. i think what it's what it's probably done is highlighted to people exactly the role that a cio and therefore technology plays in the day-to-day operation of of an organization like Guide Dogs. Mm. I think some things are sometimes taken for granted. And actually, that's that's a good thing in technology, that you don't get points for for keeping the lights on anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's just expected. Mm-hmm. And I think because things have worked so well, admittedly, they've not been perfect, that there's just been an expectation that, oh, okay, well, we're rolling out Salesforce. That's really easy. Mm-hmm. And because it's now changed that, I said earlier that there is no technology projects anymore. They have to always be about the organisation and what benefits it brings. Hmm. People are therefore naturally more involved. They get to see all the workings and discover that okay, this is this is not just we buy Salesforce and it works. There's an awful lot of work that goes into making that happen.
0: Hmm. And I think that's really you know powerful thinking around um, you know the future of the role of the CIO and. Uh, You know, in in nonprofits, is moving up the value chain and being closer to how the organization thinks about achieving its vision and mission, especially given the opportunity, for example, that um, digital services gives uh, nonprofits to reach existing audiences that may be otherwise, um, you know, uh, out of their reach due to restrictions or indeed. Uh, reach brand new audiences that they may not have thought of before um, with the impact that the organization can have um, how how do you see what would you say is your some of your um, recommendations to other nonprofits um, who are tackling uh, the question of of, uh, of how to invest in in technology in 2021 and 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 looking ahead
1: I think, as always, with any investment, make sure it's targeted where it's going to give the most return. That's mm. absolute. And I think for for boards generally, um, the biggest change that's happened probably in the last 10 years is that thanks to cloud-based technologies, I think traditionally there's been an idea that if you're in not-for-profit, you don't have access to the latest technology. You have mm-hmm. to effectively settle for second best. And that is definitely not the case. I know that we are using, thanks to the help we get from companies like Salesforce, we are using systems that BE, sorry, BE Boeing, GE, really big, multi-billion dollar corporations, and we're using the same tools that they are. Mm. So the only limit is our imagination in that sense, because we have, thanks to help, we have access to those systems, so it's up to us to be able to back that up and come up with the ideas that make the most
0: use of them. Appreciate it. And um, actually that's one of the reasons I joined Salesforce. I used to work in the nonprofit sector, but seeing the opportunity to come into Salesforce and essentially help democratize the access to technology like this for other nonprofits, like the one I used to work in um, was yeah, absolutely something that that I, I was passionate about then. And I continue to be passionate about now. Um, so um I think it's one of those
1: it's one of the pressures you have as a CIO where
0: you don't have any excuses anymore.
1: You you can't say, Oh, we don't have this, we don't have that. We have access <laughs> to absolutely wonderful technology. And it's probably my daily struggle to make sure we are making the best use of that and as quickly as possible. Um every every project
0: isn't isn't quick enough. I want I want to do everything as much as
1: I can as quickly as
0: possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciated. appreciate it, yeah, and that pace of change, I think, is something that uh, uh, will always be a challenge uh, uh, for us to to reckon with. And maybe just as uh, part of wrapping up this time together, can you share any top tips for how you make those priorities, um, where you start in making those decisions about what comes first versus what comes next?
1: I think it's definitely a conversation with with everyone in the organization. So you you can't you can't do it in isolation. And I think that COVID has taught us one thing that I don't think any organization had on their strategy preparing for something like this mm-hmm. and being able to pivot very quickly to a completely different way of working mm. and it's ensuring that you have systems tools and processes that allow you to do that very quickly Mm -hmm. and if you do have that because there will be something like this in the future whether it's another pandemic whether it's a complete change of industry it's a complete change of of how people think Mm -hmm. the quicker you can pivot no matter what the situation is will set you up for the future and i think that's something that has been key for us to think about that, not just, well, how do we respond now? How do we actually set ourselves up to be able to respond the next time when something seismic happens? Because it will, it definitely will.
0: Mm. Uh, Thanks, Jared. Yeah, That makes me think of the importance of um, the resilience that nonprofits now need to build within their organization. Uh, To weather shocks like this in future, but also take advantage of the opportunities to pivot, as you say, uh, to new ways that they can uh, deliver their mission. Absolutely. Well, Gerard, thanks so much for your time this morning. It's been a pleasure to share a virtual coffee with you. Um, Maybe we'll make it a beer one day. Who knows? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thanks again, and and, uh, wishing you and the Guide Dogs team all the best for the year.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Cheers. Bye.